everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is the end of season four. Oh Ah! my gosh. It's season four. And okay, if you are watching on like a streaming service like HBO or is anyone out there in New Zealand? Listen, I don't think think it's just me, but like TVNZ. Um, Then you're watching these split up into um, episode 23, the one with Ross's wedding part one. However, if you like Renee have the DVD box set, then it's just one big long episode, the one with Ross's wedding. Mm -hmm. Which we're going to do it as two episodes, part one, part two. Yeah, otherwise you'd be here for three hours while we recount. It'd be a settle in. It's going to be a while. It'd be a while. Um, um, it might still yeah. be a while anyway. We'll see. It probably. <laughs> my friend recently met her boyfriend's family. And when they had, um, they found some like old boxes. And one of the things in the box was like a DVD of a musical he was in in high school. And the parents oh were like, gosh, oh, you should amazing. take the DVD home. And they were like, oh, we don't have DVD players. And her boyfriend looks at her and goes, we'll just watch it at Renee's house. And they were, the parents were like, "Oh, is Renee an old-fashioned friend?" And old, and I was like, "Yeah, Renee just your, your elderly neighbor, thirty-year-old, right?" <laughs> so I was like, "They probably think you hang out with grandmas." I was like, you "Yeah, know, like volunteer when you volunteer work. at the third restaurant." I'm like, "No, just your your friendly thirty-four-year-old coworker who still has a DVD who, player." Whoops, because she doesn't throw anything away. Hmm. Just our nostalgic. But didn't that um, work in your favor recently? You won some like scavenger hunt. It works in my favor always. Oh, don't you think? Well, I guess you have extra storage, so I do. Like not hurting any, and it's not like you're moving from place to place. Like I certainly can't do it. Stay put. Yeah, I yeah I did recently. He's been nesting for six years. Um, and it always comes in handy on the podcast when we have fun stuff to show. It's because I have it all That's organized true. right behind me. Yeah. Um, thanks for all those old photos. You're That's welcome. Great. You are welcome. <laughs> My work recently had like a, um, they called it a summit. It was like a part, you know, kind of some business, kind of some fun. But since we are all still working remotely and we can't go into our office, there is, I didn't know how we were going to do like an activity altogether. And we did one on Zoom, and it was so awful. I'm, I was like, oh my gosh, the rest of today is going to be terrible. And it was only 15 minutes, but it was great. The first, ep- the first activity was terrible, but the rest of it was great because we did. An what was at the home. first activity? It was, oh my gosh, it was terrible. Never do this to people you work with. The idea was to draw. Okay, so we were broken up into four teams, and each team. In the same way that you can, like, all edit a Google Doc at the same time. Yes. Um, there is a, like, a paintbrush platform, essentially. It's the same thing. It's a whiteboard. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it has, like, paint and dye and text and, you know, so you can, like, draw. Okay, yeah. So everybody can be drawing at the same time. And we were supposed to draw, like, the essence of the company. And I was oh, a team leader, yeah. but nobody, like, they sent me a document on, like, how to open up this website, but that's all they sent me. And I was like, okay, guys, what do we want to draw? And everyone's like, uh, I don't know, like old fashions. We always have those at parties. I was like, okay, cool. Um, and someone's like, what about like, I don't know, like 
teamwork note and i was like okay yeah music note so we basically and i was like all right anybody good at drawing crickets okay great so i'm terrible at drawing so i guess i'll do it anyway since i'm a leader and to to represent teamwork and community i drew the earth with a bunch of kids holding hands around it and our logo (laughs) and somebody else drew an old-fashioned and then somebody else drew the beginning of a purple cow that's like it's like an inside the company thing but basically it's like the award people pass around each week to like anybody who's just like standing out doing something great so yeah I feel I will I was comforted by the fact that none of the submissions were good like they were all bad well I kind of feel like what went wrong in the first place there was like sorry your company normally sounds really cool but I feel like draw the essence of the company like I know we don't it's like that's really maybe if it was like come up with like a brand for your team because I know it's probably supposed to be like an icebreaker thing so it's like okay come up with a team name and then draw like draw yourself like a brand or a logo for your team then people would at least be like okay this represents me not like corporatism come up with you know like what does Pepsi mean to you (laughs) I know I think it was supposed to be like yeah I don't think like you said, no, I, every, my, it's the a place small I work business. is really cool. Yeah. It's cool. Everyone loves it. And we it, do so all I love working it. there. Right. Yeah. But it was like kind of on the cheesy side and on the like, I don't know how to draw. I definitely don't know how to draw the essence of anything. And that's like, probably the point was that it was supposed to be a little difficult and a challenge, but like it's not yeah. one that people wanted to get behind. Yeah. No. And anyway. what made it more difficult is that I told you we were on four different teams. So I was supposed yeah. to have like... 10 or 15 people on my team and so we get into this zoom breakout room that it automatically put us in and there's only like four of us and I was like we're missing most of our team and so we're all like on slack trying to get in touch with each other and everyone's like uh so-and-so and and I are in our own room so-and-so and and I are in our own room with someone else and then they didn't tell us that there wasn't enough space in the breakout room so it put everybody in like two or three breakout rooms per team they didn't tell us that so we spent the first like six minutes out of 15 waiting oh. for people um oh, and geez. so that didn't help us trying to draw an old-fashioned and kids around the world you know <laughs> didn't help so i'm not saying it's uh, why it was bad i'm just saying it didn't help. it didn't help <laughs> yeah but tell about the um scavenger hunt and the scavenger hunt was super fun they had a list and it was you're supposed to find these all at your house and um the things were like um a the most embarrassing CD or DVD in your collection. I was like, how Such does one, one choose which one to, <laughs> to put forward? Um, a book that represents you. Something that starts with your first initial. So R for Renee. Um, something that you made from scratch. Um, I'm trying to think. Do you remember any of the others? Oh, something that starts that the same color as your team color. Um, yeah that was really fun I mean that's a good example it was really fun and I got third place overall so definitely Um, having all that stuff in your basement it paid off probably on the shelf behind you yeah (laughs) yeah it definitely paid off oh picture of you as a baby was one of them um it was really fun I would highly recommend that for a remote work activity it was super fun it was really fun to look at everybody's things um the draw the corporate the group drawing was the stuff 
I of think nightmares. you could do that if it was like br- name and brand your team. You've got three minutes, you know, because then yeah. you can like that's a little bit more interesting and it's an ice. Well, I even up. think like a, a Pictionary style thing might have been better. Like I, oh, yeah, I could see where something like that could have been really fun where everybody has yeah. to submit or even if it's like. Yeah, maybe you play Pictionary like broken up into two teams and, teams, and whoever gets yeah. the most wins. That would have been super fun and hilarious. But there was a lot of pressure yeah. to make something decent and we couldn't do it. Yeah, and the like essence of is like a real like art artist. Yeah, like I'm I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so what was I going to say? Oh, and I guess you said it worked too that like for somebody who didn't have um, – they didn't have, like they just recently moved and all their stuff's in storage, but they drew yeah. everything. And so yeah. like, everyone can still participate even yeah. if you're not a hoarder. Yeah. Oh, for sure. If you're not on the hoarding spectrum. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of people. I'm super fun. Um, on the, no, Monica's not on the hoarding spectrum, but she is on the well. frantic spectrum at the <laughs> beginning of this episode. Oh, I know. She's real <sighs> hyped. Come on, people. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's freaking out. I have to say, though, I love a travel checklist. Me too. I feel like I cannot go anywhere without – what I do is, like, like two weeks ahead of t- – well, depending on, like, where I'm going, if it's, like, a big international trip, remember those, or, like, <laughs> a local one. Yeah, I'll um, pa- I'll make a little list, like, a, a week or two ahead of time at least, and just, like – put it the night before I'm supposed to be like leave or whatever and call it like pack for whatever trip it is and then just write because you know it's like sometimes it's like okay make sure you have your passport or like we're going to the beach make sure you bring enough swimsuits Mm -hmm. or we're going to the snow make sure I have all my snowboarding gear and like our french press for the coffee and like whatever so um I I love I love making packing checklists I do too do you use the notes app on your phone for that the checklist. I actually um oh does it have like a tick box checklist yeah oh yeah, no I put it in nice. a calendar um I'm a heavy user of calendar to make like little mm. reminders to myself to do stuff um mm-hmm. and yeah, I so I too. yeah I just like block out an hour in the calendar and I put it all in the notes of the mm. invite I bet you could link to your note I bet you could link that's mm-hmm. a good idea yeah, because I like it. I really do checklist. like the the check boxes. Um, also, speaking of the notes app, if we're gonna get really nerdy here, did you know that you can share a note with someone else for a list like that? No. So like you could send Ben like a shopping ben list pack. that you're updating or like adding things to throughout the week. So when he goes to the store, he would have the updated list. That is so And he handy. could, or if you were both running errands. So I use it a lot for work when I'm doing like props and stuff. If I'm working with somebody else, I do a shared note. And so then whoever gets what marks it off. So we know rather than going back and forth, got the thing, got the second thing. Oh no, like, who got the this? Yeah. Right. We don't have to constantly be updating each other all day long. Mm. It's just marking off as it goes. And then you can check them when you need to. But just like you can automatically get an update rather than being like, how many things do you have left on the list? It's really Ooh, nice. I'm going to look into that. I like that a lot because yeah, it's really I'm nice. the one that always does the shopping list. Um, but then we do like online grocery click and collect mm-hmm. type thing. And so it just, it, it'll be like through the week, it'll be like, oh, we're out of sugar. We need more. And so then like, I'm always the one that has to go write it down or he'll be yeah. like, hey, can you add such and such to the list? Yeah. And then I have to like, note. that's such a good idea. Yeah. It's real nice. Big fan okay. of the notes app. Thanks for that tip. Oh, yeah. Check. 
Shared checklist? Check. Check. Yes. I'm also a big post-it note the night before person. I like put a post-it mirror or something. I usually it's on the kitchen island, but it's like the last few things I need to get, like phone charger, toothbrush, the thing in the fridge or whatever. Like for work, same thing. When I have a shoot that starts at six a.m., I leave my house at like five thirty. I leave myself a post-it note of every single thing I have to grab from my house. Oh yeah, just so I don't forget because you're like I'm tired. I'm gonna forget everything. Yes, I'm gonna forget. (laughs) If it's an early morning thing, I do that too. Um, Yeah. I, yeah, I like to like or like leave a little note on the counter of stuff I need mm-hmm. to grab so that I don't forget because we, as we've already said, your girl is not a morning person. <laughs> so, um, okay, so here it is. I side note too, when we were talking last week about um, uh, the one with the worst best man, and I kept being like, oh, they're getting married like tomorrow. I, for some reason, thought there was another episode in between, like before the wedding. And so when I like, was going to, you know, rewatch for research purposes. And I was like, oh right. my gosh, it's already the wedding. It's crazy that it's here. I know. It happened really fast. And I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's very hasty. The whole situation. Oh, yeah. Just dripping in haste. So I guess it makes sense. They were sending out invites. Like last two week? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Those didn't like, make it to London in time. Come no on. Way. We know the post office. <laughs> It's like, oh, you want to go on an international trip tomorrow? We just got your invite. Yeah. I mean, it was when you when we get to the wedding next week, it is it was it is a pretty small ceremony. Emily says so maybe it was mostly just for 150s, though. It doesn't look oh, like 150 yeah, that's people right. made it. No. But yeah, the, well, the reception could have been 150. Maybe the oh, ceremony true. was only 50 because it was it was a small ceremony it did look like it was just like close family and friends you know mm-hmm. anyway yeah. um because i know anyway we're getting ahead of ourselves okay <laughs> i think first let's talk what? about um joey and chandler sure. because they're very funny but it's probably the least remarkable you know significant thing that um, happens in this like episode chandler having the worst attitude on the planet for no reason at all do you know what? <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, so, you know, he's annoyed with Joey because Joey's very excited and keeps going, London, yeah. baby, and, like, taking pictures of everything. Um, I have, I have to confess something. I have been Chandler before in this situation, and mm-hmm. I just realized it last night watch, watching oh. this back. Um. Do you remember when I went to Europe with my a couple of my friends and my friend Josh and I were like traveling over there together and meeting our other friends? Uh-huh. He was like so excited, so high energy, like and he's a photographer, so of course he wanted to like take all these pictures and I was so embarrassed and like I was totally being a Chandler. I mean, I wasn't like I don't think I was as mean, mm. but um, like at the airport, he had like all this energy and was like stretching and all the stuff. And, um, so we flew from Chicago to Barcelona and then on the way back, we like did a little trip through Europe. And then on the way back, we flew from Prague to Poland, spent 24 hours in Warsaw and then flew from Warsaw to Chicago. And like, 
when we were like traveling through the old town of Warsaw, he's like, let's do a selfie, but like while we're spinning around in a circle so we can like get the cool buildings behind us. And I was like, I'm, I'm absolutely not doing that with you. And so like there's video of him like taking pictures like with his mouth wide open, like spinning around in a circle. And I'm just like, like every time it's like it does the 360, it gets to me like sitting there like staring at him like, like so annoying. Mm. He, I know you think I say this all the time, but he was one of the people who was in love with you. He, I don't think he was, Renee. I think he maybe had to, like, no, because I don't, he was not in love with me. He definitely liked you because you liked the other guy. Yeah, but do you remember thing. he and I had all of those deep and meaningfuls where he was like, we were really good friends and we hung out all the time. And so looking back, like, yes, I can see where, I think all of his friends used to be like, dude, she likes you. You guys hang out all the time. Little do they know that that was a surefire way to know that I did not like somebody. Um, and so I remember he like, we were having dinner at his house one time and he was like, I just need to let you know, like, I don't know how you feel about this, but I like this other girl. And I was like, oh yeah, no, sweet. That's totally fine. Like I, I'm not, that's not what this is about. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, but that's because he liked you and thought there was something going on. No, he liked this other girl. And he was, like, trying to, like, chat her up. I know, but I think he was telling you because he, like, in the way that Gunther tells Rachel that he kissed Phoebe or whoever he kisses, I can't remember. (laughs) He's like, oh, this thing happened. I just wanted you to know. And she's like, okay. I'm pretty sure that's what was happening, Ashley. That's how I always I wrote that situation. Okay. I That's not how I read it, but what does that have to do with him being hyperactive like Joey? Because he was excited to go on a romantic European vacation with a girl <laughs> he liked. No, he's just a really high energy dude. I know, um, but I know you he's think just I thinking this about like, everybody, but he is actually someone who liked you. 100%. Well, the other girl that he told me he liked was on that Europe trip with us. So I before actually Europe? Think... What? Did he tell you this before he... Europe? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Anyway. Because um... I thought he was like trying to sit next to you on the plane. And you're like, no, it's better if we both have aisles. Uh, well, yeah, at one point, because it was like a nine hour flight <laughs> to me. He was like, oh, do you want to try to switch our seats to sit next to each other? And I was like, no, we're okay. <laughs> But I think he was just, oh, yeah. So at one point, he was sitting diagonally behind me. And he kept, he was like, we're going to watch the same movie. What movie are you watching? And then he he was so being Joey. He was like, he'd like tap me. And then he'd be like, okay, ready? One, two, three, push play, push play. And like, he was like making us like push play at the same time. So then he could like punch me in the arm and laugh at the funny parts. And I was so, I was so annoyed. And um, on our way back from Europe, um, you know, we had, like, just been, like, doing two weeks around. It was only two weeks. It was, like, two weeks around Europe and then, like, 24 hours in Poland. It was, like, buses to flights to blah, to blah. And we, like – and it was, like – it was summer, so it was, like, really hot. And so we finally get back to Chicago and we're in line for customs. And I just remember I was tired. I was cranky. I was, like, like sweating. Um, And he was, like – oh man, that was just, that was so fun. And like went to give me a hug. And I was literally like, get off me. Like (laughs) I definitely pulled a Chandler and I was like, aren't you sweaty? Like, don't touch me. (laughs) So So Josh, if you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Mm. Okay, Renee, we know how you feel about this. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, I could totally see you rolling your eyes at him doing all that. I, I I just took it as like he had like puppy like enthusiasm and energy and maybe part of it was I was embarrassed by that because you know acutely aware of being like a loud American traveling in Europe and like the the, you know the the like um stereotype or whatever of that um I don't know I don't know why I think he also just has a childlike enthusiasm for stuff Mm -hmm. um for a lot of things like with his guy friends as well so that's why I didn't think it was about a romantic holiday (laughs) Um, with his anyway. one true love um yeah he has a bad attitude from like the get-go though and i just feel like it gets so much worse when they actually get there and i just don't know why yeah, he's being I don't so know mean and not excited think- at all like he's acting it's, like joey's yeah. bringing to his execution when he's like we're going on a tour of london we've never been here before i could understand being like a little bit embarrassed that like Joey's being like loud and has the camera and whatever. Like, would you want to travel around London with Joey in his like no, but Hawaiian I, I feel shirt like and dad being jeans? Such a right sourpuss. I mean, I feel like him being so like like a teenager about it is making Joey do it more. That's probably true. Like, if he just went along with it a little, like, was just even, like, neutral about it, Joey would probably chill out. But he's, like, trying to get Chandler into it, so he's, like, being extra the whole time. Yeah, you're totally right. It is kind of like when a a teen is all sullen, and so then the parents go, like, come on, and then it's, like, you go over the top to try to, like, get, and then that makes them just, like, double down. Oh, yeah. You dig your heels in, and you're, like, I'm not having any fun. I don't care if you want me to have fun. Oh, I remember that. My, oh yeah, I have a picture actually. I think I <laughs> of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why do you have my picture? <laughs> because oh, we went places Disney. together. Why do I have your picture? No, not from I Dollywood. When I was yeah, I thought it was going to be Dollywood. Okay. Honestly, Ash, your mom probably made me doubles anyway. <laughs> Regardless, Dear if Renee, I was there, because she you. was very upset that I wasn't able to go on that trip on our month-long like family vacation. Yeah, I had to go to my. Well, I didn't have to. I wanted to go to my cousin's graduation. Your mom's like, oh, "We're going on family vacation." And I was like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> Your family, <laughs> even though yours was vacation, mine was going to my cousin's house for like four days. <laughs> Still though, that was um, fun in New York. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Um, but. There's a picture of us at Disney World. It, It's either, I think it was the end of eighth grade. It might have been the beginning of ninth grade. It's when you're wearing the pink striped yeah. tank top. And we have like, and, and you're. I have a kerchief in a, my hair. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we're like carrying giant sodas, like big gulps yes. or something. And you have like the death look <laughs> to like, your mom. mom. <laughs> well, because like we're walking back from like the food court with, I think it was like yeah. giant like frozen lemonades. And my mom is like snapping pics of us walking in between like <laughs> like food court tables, and I'm like total Put paparazzi. The camera shot. down. It wasn't like here's us at Disney World having fun. It was like I think it was the it's like the boomer version of like I'm sitting alone at this table while my party is doing stuff and I have nothing else to do, so I don't have a phone. So instead, I'm gonna pick up my camera and start taking a bunch of pictures. Like I don't know. Well, it's one of my favorites from that trip. Are you smiling or what are you doing? I 
think I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. I haven't focused on that. Your face is just priceless. <laughs> um, I'm either just looking forward or I don't know. I don't think I have yeah. an expression. You, however, are channeling all your rage into that. I'm death channeling stare. the Chandler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would have been annoyed by Joey. Um, but you're yeah. right. Like, why not just get into it and be like, like, who cares? Like, just have fun. Enjoy the sights. I don't know why there's like this desire to be cool and you're like traveling internationally. Um, I do kind of like that they set the scene. Like, I think this, they kind of had to set the scene for like Chandler being miserable. Yeah, you're right. It just seems so out of nowhere. Like normally he's just kind of happy-go-lucky, you know, like he's sarcastic about a lot of things, but I feel like this is something he would... I just don't know. This just seems so odd to me that he's like so yeah. pissed off that he he's has like to go around London. Yeah. Like it just takes so much out of him. It's um, weird too. I was thinking that because then like he and Chandler, so they pull up to that like trinket stand mm-hmm. and um, Joey decides to get the giant like Dr. Seuss hat with mm-hmm. the Union Jack From flag. Richard Branson. From Richard Branson, which is yeah. number one in our cameo count. Richard Branson. So if you had Richard Branson on your cameo bingo card, you mark that off. Um, (laughs) And Chandler's like super embarrassed by it. And Joey's like, if you're asking me to choose between you and the hat, I choose the hat. And so then like they basically split up and go their separate ways. Yeah. And like later it shows Chandler and he's like just sitting in his hotel room. And so I was like, you like it, it at the very least, like go to the hotel bar. At the very, like, even that is boring and, like, because, you know, still, but, like, not that that's boring. Like, I do, you know, like, a hotel bar sometimes. But, I mean, that's, like, the least amount of exploring you could do. But, like, sitting in your room watching TV. I know. You could do that at home. Um, I wonder if there's something, and I'm kind of curious to hear your take on this, although I think I know your stance. So, maybe, like, for other people listening, I'm curious to hear their stance. Like, there, I think there's something about traveling – to like places that are like just foreign countries or whatever where it's like okay what I'm thinking is I have a friend in Chicago and I remember she was telling me that um I think she was studying abroad in London um Mm -hmm. she's from Texas and for like uh her family flew over for a little while and she was going to spend the weekend with them her mom and her sister in Paris and then I think her mom and her sister were going to, like, carry on traveling around Europe. And she was going to, like, go back to school or whatever in London. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that, like, they met in Paris. But, like, and she was kind of trying to be like, oh, okay, like, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's do all this stuff. Let's go to these little shops. And, like, there, the sister just kept being like, oh, I'm just tired. I don't want to do this. I don't want to walk. And, like, only wanted to go to Starbucks and, like, only wanted to shop at, like, The Gap and H&M. So and places like places anywhere. yeah like places you can go to in america and like not actually you know like do so- like i kind of get that because like in japan i like shopped at h&m but that's also because uh asian clothes don't fit me because i'm <laughs> bigger than that right so i was like okay well at least i know that these will have my sizes well, i don't think but- there's it's not the going to h&m it's like being opposed to doing anything else but going to h&m you know yeah, and so I'm kind of wondering, like, is there something that's, like, is it because you're kind of, like, you're, like, craving something familiar and comfortable? Like, is that why Chandler just wants to sit in the room and watch TV? Because it's, like, 
it's just it's overwhelming I don't know because I know you're not like this like you travel a ton and you like to go immerse Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of curious I I definitely get being tired especially after like an international trip um but yeah if anyone's had this experience I'd be really curious to hear like was there something about it you know or if you like were with somebody who was acting like that on a trip I just I want to know what that's about yeah, I don't know. Because there it's is so weird. much pressure on vacations to like go, go, go every minute, be having fun, be seeing something new. And like I remember, you know, like after we went to Japan for three weeks and like by the middle of week two, I was just like, man, I really want a burger. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, ramen's great. Sushi's great. All this stuff's great. I kind of just want something familiar that's not rice-based. Mm-hmm. Totally. But they've been there like six hours yeah I mean they could be tired from the flight but um yeah I don't know I yeah I don't know I'm just curious but you're you're right Chandler is being really grumpy yeah and if anything I think he should be most embarrassed by those giant khaki pants he's wearing that are these stereotypical when I moved to New Zealand I multiple people asked me like do Americans actually wear big oversized pleated khaki pants (laughs) not anymore like dads do but like yeah but I think it's because of like friends and different shows like that where like that's what like you know that was around a lot longer it was like well no wait till they see skinny jeans I'm just kidding (laughs) wait until the trends really happen um there is that iconic moment where Joey's like I gotta get in my map oh yeah sorry I skipped that and he steps in and it shows like where they are and I'm pretty sure I found the Marriott that this is filmed in front of was it a why did I think it was a Ritz is it a Marriott it's a it says London Marriott at the top oh okay when they first walk out and I think it's the one in Grosvenor Square so if anyone wants to chime in on that I'm pretty sure based on the area it looks like Mayfair to me and I street viewed it earlier. That was my guess is that it was up in wow. that area. So I looked at where there were Marriott's, which it's possible that this Marriott doesn't exist anymore, but I kind of feel like it probably does. Oh, right. um, so I street viewed it and it looked like what I thought it would look like. So I think that's the one if you want to go to the knows. hotel that they were in or just pretend that it's the one for sure. Yeah. Cute. You can do it all from you never have to leave your couch. You don't. It's even better than yeah. going to London. <laughs> just like, you know, and that's come to think of that when in it was like an episode or two ago when Chandler was talking about the museums, like they could do like the phone tour or whatever. Yeah, that? that was the one with the invite, right? Yeah. And he's like, "We don't even have to leave." And so I'm like, yeah. "Just does Chandler not want to go? What's happening here?" That um, you're, that's like I was thinking about that too. Like he was already kind of like, maybe but he was excited. Really tired. But I don't know. Maybe he's just a lazy boy. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, hold on though. Okay. Something that we skipped because um. So, uh, probably should have noted this at the beginning. For those of you who did stream it, um, like we were saying, it's split up into two parts. But there are also a lot of scenes cut out. And not just like a joke yeah. here, a joke there. There's that. But there's the actually like 
full scenes cut out. So we'll we'll note those down. But one of them is at the very beginning, um, before Monica busts in, I think. The actual opening scene on the DVDs is um, Chandler's like packing stuff on the kitchen counter. And Joey's like, what are these? And Ch- Chandler goes, condoms, my man. And he's like, why are they in Spanish? So... <laughs> Chandler is expecting to socialize, but I guess he's mm-hmm. like he's he knows it's a wedding and that's a great place to meet people or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, he does seem like cranky and tired about the rest of it though. Yeah. Just wants his free wedding sex. <laughs> uh excuse me, I am owed one free <laughs> one free hookup. Oh boy. Okay. Um, yeah, so Joey's little map with, like, the pop-up of all of the key areas. Yeah, it's so funny. So iconic. It is. I also am very bad at navigating and get very easily lost, <laughs> so I would have to go into a map as well, probably. I, I get so stressed having to navigate. I'm so bad at it. Do you do the offline maps when you go places? Uh, I should, because when we were in Korea... <laughs> I was, like, not used to it, apparently. Um, so work pays for my cell phone in New Zealand. And um, the plan that we have, like, if you – there's, like, a bunch of different countries that it's just, like, 10 bucks a day extra. I think that's probably normal, right? And so it's not that – like, when we went to Japan, for example, I was like, yeah, we're just going to split the cost of this because, like, we're going to need to use the map. Um, but when my sister and I went to South Korea, I was like, oh no, I'm not going to use my phone. Cause I didn't know how much it cost and all that at the time to, to use. I thought it was going to be like super expensive data roaming, you know, like back mm-hmm. in the day. And, um, and I accidentally pushed, like I had Googled, we were going to go hike this mountain that we were talking about last time actually. Um, and so I had like mapped the directions, but if you, and then we like got out of Wi-Fi, and so it stays until you like accidentally click something else and then it's like we're sorry maps are offline yeah Mm -hmm. and so I accidentally lost where we were trying to go and we were late and like almost didn't they turn you back if you don't make it to a certain point by a certain time of day and like we were like within 15 minutes of that and they were like hurry hurry (laughs) I was so stressed (laughs) I felt so bad but um so I should probably look into offline maps yeah you just push okay maps in your search bar in Google Maps, and it will like okay, bring up a maps? square. Mm-hmm. Oh, all sorts of fun tech tips today. I know, Renee. Who would have thought? Are you going to start a tech blog? <laughs> I think so. It's coming soon. Renee, Renee is like tech help support for some of our oh friends, my gosh. which is cute. which is so hilarious because at work everybody calls me Norm, like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you have your own Norm. It's all relative. <laughs> it's all that's what I was like guys in some circles I'm known as helpful in the tech department yeah, I <laughs> and they're am. like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> they're all like tiktoking like sure whatever grandma oh has a dvd gosh. player exactly um it's... okay anything else you want to say about joey and j-man and Channy? because in in my version they split up they go their separate ways and we leave them yeah. and that's it for episode 23 so any the other only other thing about- I want to mention, I just want to plug for a second. Um, when they go to Westminster Abbey, it made me think of my friend Taylor, who when I lived in London, she worked at the gift shop in Westminster Abbey or oh, something yeah. like that. Tickets, maybe I can't remember. She also has a podcast. 
Yes, and you were on it. Malaprops and Moxie, and I was on it. So if you guys want to check it out, um, my episode came out, I want to say sometime in the summer 2020. Um, But we talk all about when we lived in London. So it's kind of fun. It's a fun little throwback. Yeah, it was a good episode. So Malaprops and Moxie. Um, Mala props, how it spelled, how it sounds, one L. Mm-hmm. And if you start trapping that, it'll probably show up because I can't imagine there's too many podcasts. But yeah. Mala props and Moxie with Taylor, and mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember if your name's in the episode title, but um, yeah, it, it, I really enjoyed listening to it because obviously I knew when you were over in London, but it was fun to hear from you, like you guys, just your perspectives from being there. Yeah, and yeah her working at Westminster Abbey and how like cheap you guys were being because you were college kids and like all the fun bars and spots you found so cheap so cheap unbelievable um yeah that's a little so if you want to feel like a little bonus episode yeah shout out um cool that's a good one um okay i think next we'll talk about ross and emily if that's okay emily uh okay so um they they get to london and um well hold on i want to back up well i guess that's different never mind ignore oh, me. what were you gonna say i was gonna say ross like really trying to get rachel to go but i guess that's more about rachel than it is about ross and emily yeah so yeah yeah let's we save that one skip it. but Sorry. i do want to talk about that when yeah. we get to let's mm-hmm. let's pin that one because i because i have so i have a question um okay so um they get there and oh fun little aside fact um so they there's that scene where monica and ross are like standing outside with emily and then they like she's telling them about the church she's telling them about like everything that's going wrong as they're like Mm -hmm. walking to the church um i read somewhere that apparently um like there was so many british fans lined Mm -hmm. up on the street that were making so much noise that they couldn't film because it was too loud (laughs) and so courtney cox and david schwimmer like went over signed a bunch of autographs took a bunch of pictures and they were like okay we're gonna like if we give you guys like 30 minutes and said like can you then please promise you'll be quiet so we can film the episode and they did so yeah that's i read that i think in that book i read um it was saying like that would never happen in America. They would like just keep mobbing them, but because they went over and said hi, everybody in England was just like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> that's all. I don't we think watched. that's true. I think in America they just would have blocked it off and not actually let people nearby. Like they would have yeah, blocked off like that's the entire true. city block. That's true. So Emily is complaining about everything that's going wrong, and she's all stressed. Sorry, I don't mean complaining in a bad way. Like rightly so, complaining. She's stressed about like. Yeah, it's all um, kind of falling apart two days it's out. It's going to be chicken Kiev instead of chicken tarragon or whatever. And, you know, and then this and then the flowers and the blah, blah, blah. And Monica, very unhelpful, is like, oh, you're serving chicken? Like, shut up. Like, Are shut you up, paying Monica? for this wedding? <sighs> like, And seriously. also, chicken is perfectly fine. It's not like she's serving you're, McDonald's. You're getting a free dinner. So if you have a well, problem come with it, coming out of her wedding fund, you'd think that, that she'd want them to stay on the cheap true. side. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. How old is Monica? Oh, she's 30. 
No. She's getting there. No. Ross is 30. So she's like 28. 28. Yeah. I was just thinking because her mom is being such a jerk and like they offer to pay for half, half of the wedding and they're like, well, you know, we may never get to. And it's like your daughter is 28. Like but that's just how her mom is. That is how her mom is. But like for them to spend her wedding fund, I guess when it was not until she turns they 30 it on that the they spend it. that was she's like but they bought that way before she was 30 and she even mentions that and her dad's like years of beach time fun but that's just so mean that's so mean to they're just like well yeah they are mean to her you're right okay um so so uh what's her name monica unhelpful down like talking down the chicken which is like okay have your own opinions it's not your wedding it's not your money obviously this woman is freaking out so like Nay saying the choices is not going to help. I guess she is a chef, but whatever. And um, she probably wants to poach a salmon. And right. um, and then they go to find the cathedral. And it's like in the it's like a construction zone. And they are tearing it down brick by brick. Yeah. Question. Is that a real church? Do you know? I don't know. I couldn't find where it actually was. Um, I think it is a real church. And they put, if you look at it in the frame when they see it like being torn down, the church itself looks normal. And then around on the left and the right, there's like like, bricks being taken down. Yeah. So it's like those, it's like fake construction zone around this church. Yes. And inside is definitely not in the church. That's a soundstage. It was the same set used for Carol and Susan's wedding. Yeah, I read that too. Yeah, but it's I also read that, that it was the inspo set. for. Well, it's just like the same. Yeah, they probably keep most of their sets if they can, I guess just in case they need them again. It's not the high school auditorium, the and they have space to store that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't do have to strike the set every uh, every week so that band right. can practice in there. <laughs> Take out the floor for senior swim. Um, <laughs> But I read that it was the inspiration for uh, Posh Spice and David Beckham's wedding. You're you kidding. Mm-mm. Well, sorry, the wedding in the end, not, I guess, just a torn down church. But, but kind like of with all the like twinkly feeling. lights and stuff? I think so, yeah. So are they the ones that started the whole like loft? Like, like <laughs> I don't know. Exposed brick, exposed Maybe. concrete lofty look with twinkly lights? Maybe. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, cute. No, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. So Emily's freaking out, understandably so. They decided to tear the church down early. They're not sure what to do. All right. Now, if you have the DVD version, you will have seen this. If, like me, you watched the streaming version, you will have not. But thankfully for all of us, I remember um, from college. Uh, so there's a scene that's been cut out where Monica is getting her bridesmaid's dress altered. Right. Um, and so she's like standing on the little thing and the, and it's like this pretty, like very nineties, but pretty like long red dress. And the seamstress is like stabbing her and she's like, oops, sorry, hon. Good thing. The dress is red, <laughs> right. um, with the pins. But um, she and uh, Emily are talking and, you know, Emily's all sad about it. And she's like, look, like, you know, Emily's like, I've ordered, like you said, you know, chicken and cake for 150 
Yeah. Um, what's and like now I don't have anywhere to have this wedding and it's just going to be a Sunday with a ton of food. And um, and Monica's like, you know, look, like it'll be fine. But if 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 this isn't right, like just postpone it. You can mm-hmm. get the right flowers that you want. You can have salmon. Shut up, Monica. You can, um, you know, have the perfect venue. Like she's kind of saying like and. I kind of see where Monica's coming from is like, this was all super rushed. No wonder it's falling apart at the last minute. Right. Because, like, it was ambitious to begin with. Yep. And um, Emily's kind of like, huh, yeah, you know, we could maybe postpone it. Like, and so then she goes and brings that up to Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think the whole he, reason it, they were they were hasty in the first place was for this venue. So if that reason's gone, I see what Monica's saying. Oh, yeah, saying. that's a like, good point. Yeah, that is the reason that they rushed into the wedding because they're like, yeah. well, you know. And I am definitely of the opinion that if you're ready to get engaged, you really should be ready to get married. Save the time to plan the wedding you want. And the money. Yeah, yeah. Aside sure. From, like, saving up money and time. But you shouldn't but... have to like need more time to get married. To you like know? get to know um, the person. <laughs> right. You should not propose until you're ready to get married. Um, So I get like rushing in to have the venue that you wanted. It's pretty much what I did. Um, Mine wasn't being torn down of course but yeah. So I don't yeah. think that Monica's totally off base here <laughs> no that does make sense if it's like you're right because he was like the place that she wants to get married is getting torn down in a month so we're having it mm-hmm. in a month um yeah that's a good point so so um emily and ross are in the hotel room talking about that and she's like you know i was talking to your sister and she just said why don't we postpone it and like i feel so much better about that and then <laughs> right. ross is like and then ross end of sentence yeah, he is basically a huge jerk about it and is like, yeah, he's like, do you think my sister's tiny? Like, okay, he's not wrong. Yes, a lot of people have cleared their schedules at the last minute and have traveled and have spent a lot of money to be there. Uh, that is not a reason to get married. <laughs> right. I just, so him, he's just so dismissive of her feelings and I'm like what do you have to prove Ross like why do you have to get married today I understand it is not convenient and it is not ideal in any way shape or form but like this is important to Emily and unlike some people she only plans on doing this once well I kind of think that it's like yeah so I you're right that he's kind of like dismissive I'm wondering if he's seeing this as like oh, she's just freaking out and having, you know, because she, like, the moment the moment they land, like, she's freaking out about everything. Like, stressed about yeah. the venue, stressed about the flowers, stressed about the food. And I think his point is none of those things matter. Let's just get married. Right. Like, who cares about those things? He doesn't say that. He's just he like, why do you care so much? I care about what everybody else feels about this. Well, what he says is, like, you know, yeah, there's all these other logistics. Don't listen to Monica. What he mm-hmm. should have done, what he should have said was nothing. No, what he should have done was like when she comes in and says that, like, sit her down and kind of just be like, you know, like, I, I you know, like, I don't care. I would marry you in City Hall, you know, like that kind of thing. Instead right. of being like, no, 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 we have to do this. Well, f- you know, your dad said he's going to find a place or whatever. Right. Um, 
because I mean they've already got like the houses set up for the reception like they could have done it there mm-hmm. they could I mean maybe she wanted to get married in a church but like um yeah he could have been a lot more like caring and focused on her and the reason why she was freaking out instead I think he was thinking like oh she's just freaking out about everything that's going wrong so I just have to like jam it through to like make it happen and like make it see like see look it's not a problem see we found a venue instead of like you know what I mean it's almost like Mm -hmm. oh she's complaining about these issues and so I'm gonna not make them a problem but like not in a way that's like on the same team I see what's happening he thinks he's like helping resolve the problems that she like when when Monica says the salmon thing and he's like doesn't that sound good at the last minute you know he's kind of just like trying to be like oh that's not an issue that's not an issue that's not instead of like hey I'm really sorry I know you really wanted to do it this one special way but like you know, people eat chicken. Mm-hmm. They're going to have so much fun dancing anyway. And we've still got all the really good wine. You know, like instead of being like coming at it from that angle, he's just trying yeah. to like minimize the problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even think like if he was like, you know, I'm just so excited to marry you. I want to do it now. But really in the end, like what he eventually says. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. But he just... He's so, like, she's so, like, oh, I'm so glad your sister brought this up. I feel so much better having this as an alternative. Yeah. And, and she's says, like, I'm so relieved. That's I terrible. feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, too bad because everybody's already here, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's when she's like, are you saying it's now or never? He's like, no, I'm saying right. it's now. Right. And you're like, <laughs> wow, that's kind of, that's how I want my marriage to start. Yes. Like, that's the Thank tone you. I want. Mm-hmm. Or mine doesn't have an or. Yeah. And so like he just is being such a jerk about it. And um, yeah. I and so so I kind of I see I yeah, I kind of felt like maybe they're both. It's just hitting them and they're just reacting in different ways where like the reality of this, like I've known this person for uh, eight. Well, let's see. It was it was. It was six weeks before they got engaged, and then it was a month after that. So we'll say 10 weeks total. Less um, than I three months. I believe it was 73 days. Oh, Ross, 72. Yeah. 70, the, 72 long stem red roses. How many? How many? How? What's 72? That's a month and two weeks. It's just yeah. over two months. <laughs> a month and two weeks. Oh, no, you're right. 60 days is two months. <laughs> I'm yeah. so good at math. Um, yeah, I was, I was like, what kind of crazy months do you have? Not month. like a 2020 month, <laughs> a like 2020 a regular month. month. So that's like a day. Yeah, okay. So that's two months and two weeks. That's two mm-hmm. months and 12 days. So like almost 14 days. Okay. So yeah. So I kind of feel like what's happening is they're both realizing all the haste. And she is channeling all of that nervous, freaking out energy into everything that's going wrong. And so then when there's the opportunity to pump the brakes, she feels relieved. Uh, Mm -hmm. He, I think, is realizing all the haste and channeling all that energy into just trying to force it through. Yep. I don't, and I just, and so, yeah, go on. I just feel like, I almost just feel like he's trying to prove something. I don't know why. It's like, if he doesn't get married now, it doesn't count or I don't know. Like, it's just so weird to me. It's, it's yeah. his typical where it's like, uh-oh, 
if I, if I like let this person have a moment to think about it and like, you don't even like with Rachel, like when he cheated and he couldn't be like, I'm so sorry, I'm going to give you the space that you are asking for. Right. Instead, it was like, no, if I leave this apartment, that's it for me. And so I think it's right. kind of like this, like if we don't get married right now, it might not ever happen. So right. it is. It's very like, I must force this to happen. I don't know. It's not a good trait. It's not a good look. No. Yeah. So I don't know why he does um, that. And so why are you in... the way that you are, Ross? <laughs> so he comes into the guy's um, hotel room where Monica is to confront her about telling Emily. Oh, sorry. So he's he and Emily have that argument, and she just goes, "Um, you know, it's you." Like, there's the funny thing with his pants, and she's like, "It's you who's backwards." Um, mm-hmm. If this is how you're gonna be, maybe we just shouldn't have the wedding at all. Because he's like, postponing isn't an option. And she's like, well, then maybe we just shouldn't get married at all and storms out. And so he goes and finds Monica and is like, "Um, hey, hey since you're the fix-it lady, here's a pickle. <laughs> what do you do when the bride says she doesn't want to get married at all? And then I love when Chandler's like, I got to go to the bathroom. And Joey's like, wait up. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I hope Ross didn't think we went in there because he was uncom- thought we were uncomfortable being out here. And Chandler's like, I hope he does. I hope he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, oh. Ross is like, Monica, what on earth are you doing telling? And I get it. She had been meddling unnecessarily before. So he's like, what are you doing telling Emily to postpone? And then Monica is like, she goes about it so well. Ross, how long have you been planning this? I don't know, a month? And she's like, yeah, Emily's been planning it since she was five. And so she puts it into perspective for him. Like, to you, it's like, let's just get this done. It doesn't matter in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, whatever haul we can find in a day, it doesn't matter. But to Emily, it's like, you know, I want a wedding that I'm going to be proud of. Yeah. And that, you know, satisfies my dreams. I also think it's important to point out that when Ross says, what do you do when the bride says she doesn't want to have the wedding at all? Um, Emily never said that. She said she wanted to do it when she wanted to do it, when she could do it the way she wanted to. No, she did. She When she stormed out of the room with the pants, she said, well, then maybe we just shouldn't, maybe we just shouldn't have the wedding. Right. Because he was unwilling to budge. Yeah. But that's where like he's he, thinking, like, right? he's not, yeah, because that's when Monica goes, wait, what are you talking about? And he goes, I said it was stupid to postpone. And so then she right. said, yes. And that's when Monica's like, Ross, you're dumber than I am. But, um, because, yeah. yeah, she did say that, but he didn't realize that it was because he was being um, a big unreasonable. Yeah, because to him, it's like, it's unreasonable to postpone. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, because he just was not, again, for as much as Ross thinks that he, like, and for as much as he is, like, observant and focused on other people, he's still just, it, it, what's important to him is what's important. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. So Monica talks some sense into him and he's like, thankfully, he's like, oh my gosh, okay, you're right. You've got to go help me find her. Let's fix this. Finally. Uh, Welcome, Ross. Not the last time that Emily flees the scene. So a little (laughs) foreshadowing for that one. Again, because apparently she scares easily. 
Well, I feel like she realizes like this was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. something goes, it's, it's kind of like, um, I was talking to some friends the other day about this. And so I have a friend who, um, here who called off her wedding and then called off like, and then she actually ended up cheating on her fiance because Ugh. she, she says now that she's like, I wanted it to end and I didn't mm-hmm. see any way for it to end. Yeah. She's like, right. you know, if I'm being honest with myself, I was hope I was wishing that he would have cheated on me so I could have at least had a reason to break it off. Mm-hmm. Like not realizing that that is reason enough to be like, yeah, I'm just for whatever reason, I'm just not into this. Like you're great. Yeah. But, um, and so she was talking to another friend and she's like, you know, if you're having these feelings, you need to address it before you do something stupid like I did. Um, but I kind of feel like it's the same thing. Like with Emily, I think in her heart, she knows that like, she's not ready for this or that this is too fast or whatever. And so I'm not saying that like the hall not being available and the flowers being wrong is like a little thing, but you can see, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like she lets things escalate to like, then let's not do it. Okay. Then let's just not do it. Okay. Then I'm just going to leave. Cause it's kind of like, yep. See, this isn't right. I'm out. And I, cause I think that's how she really feels deep down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you might be onto something there. Oh my gosh, thank you. I never thought of it that point. So much good therapy. So much wisdom. So wisdomous. Really wisdomous. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Okay, so now it's time to talk about Rachel. Yeah. Okay, so in the last episode. Buckle up. Look alive, people. Um, In the two episodes ago, not last episode, but the one with the montage, montage, montage. Um, Rachel said that she wasn't going to go to the wedding because she was going to stay with Phoebe and that it was just going to be too hard. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, because Phoebe can't fly. She's like, oh, I'll just stay here with Phoebe. But now at the beginning of this one, Ross is like, Rachel, you're really not like, please come. And she's like, I can't. I have to work, which is like Mm -hmm. fair call. He gave her like three weeks notice. Um, Obviously yeah. everybody else like dropped everything they were doing at work to go. But you know, it, he should understand that that's not, I guess he doesn't. He, he thought Rachel was over him because she had started dating Joshua first and he had given her that whole speech about like, I got to admit I wasn't ready to move on, but you know, seeing you, it was hurtful. But so he thinks she, he thinks she's moved on. He doesn't actually think yeah. she's still hung up on him. Right. But he still just won't, like, I mean, it's literally the day before. If she said she had to work, that doesn't magically change the night before. Yeah. You know, so he's like, like just please come. Come on, just come. And, like, and she says no. So, okay, this is what I wanted to ask you about. Because, like, he, he is really bummed. And he is yeah. trying to get her to come yeah. to the wedding. So my friend um, Danielle, she made a comment a little while back where she was like, we're just rewatching the episode with the wedding, like, and they really don't like Ross. I think um, mm-hmm. Ross is her and her husband's like least favorite character. And she not was Ross like, the way like that they're not Ross heads. Yeah. Um, she was like the way that he like guilts Rachel about coming to his yeah. wedding is a perfect exhibit. So to can, um, what am I missing? So him, like, being like, please, 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 it would mean so much. Like, I really wish you were going to be there. All that, to me, is fine. 
it's when he turns mean fine it's my wedding rage like I can't believe you're not gonna be there you'll just watch it on DVD when I get back like he's really mean about it when he leaves um and it's just like okay well you knew I wasn't coming it's not like I just told you that I'm not coming I just think it's such a mean play to like I don't know like get upset Suddenly, with her about it. Yeah. And leave it so nasty at the end like that. Like if he would have just been like, oh, you know, it's such a bummer to me. You're not going to be there. And she's like, oh, you know, I have to work. And he's like, I know. But can't you call out? She's like, oh, I just really can't. I'm sorry. If he was like, oh, it's just not going to be the same without you there. But, you know, see you when we get back. You know, like, I don't know. Like they could have left it neutral. But he was just so mean when she like like says no for the last time and I don't know it bugs me because I'm like you knew she wasn't coming and just because your last ditch effort didn't work I'm not saying he shouldn't have I think him trying is perfectly fine because I think he does want her there which is really nice but the but the nastiness at the end like is so unnecessary and like doesn't change anything like oh oh, okay, you're mad at me now? That makes me want to come. Now like, come. Even if she wasn't in love with him, um, if it was just work, like she can't change it. Okay, by making her feel terrible, great. What have you accomplished, you know? Well, so I would understand yeah. if this was a conversation earlier on, like two weeks ago, but it's literally when they're walking out the door. It's not going to change okay. now. I hear what you're saying, and he does get mean because he, like, begs, and she says no, and she's yeah. trying to be nice about it. And then he's like, fine, you'll just watch it on DVD when we get back. And he kind of, like, drops yeah. her hands and walks away and, yeah. like, is, like, kind of, like, huffing and puffing. And she kind of has that, like, like what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. has that face. And so I totally get that, like, he didn't need to do that. But I, I guess I just assumed that it was like, like I said before, he doesn't know that she's still in love with him. So he's not coming from it like a, oh, this is probably weird for her because she's my ex. Right. You know, or still getting over me. Right. He's like, for all he knows, you know, she is over him. And yeah, it didn't work out with Joshua, but she says she's going to be fine when he's like, right. are you okay? And so I think to him, she's choosing work over him. Everybody else got off work. And she's like no sorry I've got to work and he's like Rach it's my wedding like you're one of my best friends and you're choosing work like that's so hurtful but I guess his way of manifesting that hurt it comes out as angry when I'm like yeah Yeah. but that's because when people are hurt it comes out in a lot of different ways ignoring angry you know whatever Um, yeah but I think that that even amplifies why him getting mean is so unnecessary because it's not necessarily her choice whether she gets time off work or not especially in the 90s like I mean I could just call work tomorrow and be like hey my friend's getting married my friend's eloping like I'm going to the UK and they'd be like great have fun yeah (laughs) but I don't think that that's everybody's workplace I mean she could have said she was sick like it's a lie and you shouldn't do it but like I guess he's saying like if you really can't go to work there are ways you can get out of it I know, Um, but, like, it's still – I mean, I understand why he's upset, but for all he knows, it's not in her control. And I don't know. I just think it's such a – it's just an unnecessary time to get angry with her. Like, I – you know what they say, Renee? Hurt people hurt people. 
They do. And I see that a lot with Ross. And I understand his mm. disappointment, truly. But um, I just don't know what it does, you know? Like, if she really just had to work and couldn't get off work, like, and he was being that mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Then she just has to sit there and be like, great, Ross is mad at me because I couldn't get time off work three weeks before his wedding. You know, like, that's not fair. Um, I mean, I our friend trying to express his disappointment, but yeah, but it's just like, I don't know. I just feel like he should have expressed the disappointment earlier and not as he's walking out the door. I totally agree I with you. Know. But like I, what I'm saying is people don't always choose how to like they don't right. always have the best control over how they express yeah. their hurt. And we've seen that with Ross time and time again. And yeah. Not that that time and time okay, again. But like, right. I guess it's like there's plenty of people who aren't great at expressing their hurt, you know, and disappointment and it comes out mean and I don't think that's okay. Um, but yeah. And I guess it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not okay. And it's not fair because, um, like you said, it doesn't change anything. It's not like she, I mean, I guess it could guilt her into like calling in and being like, (laughs) I'm sick and then going, but she's like not, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't do that because there's actually other reasons. I guess I just, right. I don't fault him for it as much because I know that it's like, well, yeah, if he was like more emotionally mature, there's a lot of things he wouldn't do, but we know right. he's not. And he, yeah. Yeah. But you know, you are a big proponent of not accepting, well, that's just Ross. So no, no, I'm not, a, I'm not a big proponent of that at all. I just, um, I guess I just didn't, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't, this scene didn't bug me that much. Yeah, I guess the begging her to go and the like, I'm, I can't believe you're not going to be there. It won't be the same. Like that all is very genuine to me. Um, I just feel like being mean at the end it's is just mean. It's unfair to be mean at the end. It's yeah. really unfair to be mean and to walk out the door like that because it just, I don't know, it's just so mean. Yeah, And, and unnecessary right. and like way too late for like, it's too late for the conversation in general, you know? Um, but being mean because it didn't magically flip at the end is just like, it's just really mean. I don't yeah. Know. What were you um, going to say about your friend or our friend? Well, our friend got married and her best friend wasn't able to be there because of work. Remember? No. Elizabeth's wedding. Jess wasn't able to be there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and, and it was she had to do it a little bit her. last minute because, um, one of the family members was really sick and they just yeah. were kind of like, we just need to do this so that he can be with us. That's right. And she couldn't. Yeah. And we all understood. Totally. No, I, did I want, I, yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not in, I wasn't like one of the two people getting married. So I don't remember how those conversations <laughs> went, but I think we we're all just like, oh yeah. Like she has a job that like she can't just walk away from. Basically they couldn't have more than one person out at the same time and someone else already had vacation planned on their team and so she just wasn't able to be there but it was like a huge I mean it was a huge bummer on both sides like yeah our friend considered I think she considered quit she tried every way to like work around it and she just couldn't go Mm. um it was really sad so that was sad that her staff didn't realize how much that meant I know I know. But the thing is, is like that just is a, an example of how it happens. And Ross yeah, doesn't know what true. her work is like and the behind the That's scenes. True. So making her feel guilty. You know what I mean? Like doesn't 
yeah that's his true. disappointment is he can be disappointment disappointed i get it but he's i mean he's just <laughs> he can, he be, can a be a disappointment <laughs> he totally can but him just acting like she's trying to ruin his wedding is you know well he's acting like she's prioritizing work over him that's yeah. how he sees it in his eyes is not like yeah. This is out of her control, which is funny because that's how he sees who she chooses to date and get wooed over by is as if it's out right. of her control and she, there's nothing she can do. She's powerless right. Or stop it. working with Mark because he's on your team, but stop working with him. It's like, well, yeah, can't I because like I don't it. do the hiring and firing. Right. But when but it comes it or to not, like, Rachel's not the CEO yet. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see like, he he's he's thinking that she's prioritizing work over him. Um, which maybe there, I mean, there is, you know, he has thought that in the past too. So there could be some extra yeah. hurt hiding there. He does anyway, have, um, baggage in that department. He has, he has baggage with Rachel choosing work over him in his mind. Um, I am not excusing the meanness at the end. Cause you're right. I just kind of wrote it off as like, oh yeah, well he's super hurt and he doesn't realize why she's not actually coming. Um, yeah. okay. So Rachel's sad. She stays with Phoebe, mm-hmm. sweet pregnant Phoebe, who's hilarious. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. And like tricking everybody into getting her stuff is so funny. Yeah, like come give me a hug. Okay, great. Bring me my book. Like <laughs> it's in it. your like, apartment on the counter. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, while you're on your way, you might as well. Oh, good one. Phoebe's so good. And yeah, just bought, ordering people around to bring her stuff because she's so pregnant is just yeah. very well played on her part. Um, so she's trying to help Rachel get over Ross in the most yeah. Phoebe ways where she's like, okay, I'm going to show you a picture. And so she shows her this picture of Ross where she's like, you're kissing him and your hands are all over him. And then they move to his hair and ew, yuck. What is this? Some kind of grease. <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh. you know, it's always, it was more crunchy than greasy, which it's like, yeah, that was the gel of the nineties. <laughs> um, and so then she's like, oh, this is going to be harder than I thought. Okay. And so then she, like, basically, like, shows her a picture and then smacks her in the head to try to <laughs> make her associate pain with Ross. But Oh, my gosh. Um, but, um, but love when oh, she's like, did that help? Cut- and Phoebe- and Rachel's like, oh, I like you less. I totally cut out the part. So, okay. So, sorry. The reason that she was trying to help her get over Ross is because. Oh, um, right. The most important part. <laughs> the most important part. So they're talking about, like, having lunch and Rachel's sitting there cutting flowers and. Phoebe's like, look, I get it. You know, if I was still in love with, um, and Rachel's like, I'm not still in love with him. So that's where we were talking. Like, she realized that she wasn't over him because of the whole mm-hmm. Joshua thing. She's like, you know, Joshua's not the one I'm sad about. But she just thought it was going to take her a while to get over him, and that it was just like extra hard to get over him. She didn't think that she was still in love with him. But so Phoebe's yeah. like, it's so obvious. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> I know. I love the part where she's like, I'm not in love with Ross. And Phoebe's like, oh, yeah. Me neither. Yeah, okay, good. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I use that line all the time when people are like, oh, I don't do it. I'm like, yeah, no, me neither. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Me neither. Yeah. And then she's like, I mean, do I do I love him? Sure. Do I have loving feelings? Of course. I mean, I've got sexual feelings, but I do love him. And then she's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> And that's how she realizes. So, and love when she's, why didn't you tell me? Yeah, <laughs> we so thought you funny. Knew. The so, whole scene is so good. Yes, and so okay, so I guess, I guess like because you know this whole time Rachel thought 
like she thought it was just a matter of she needed to get over Ross but now she's like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I'm still in love with him Mm -hmm. so I guess that's why things change for her they try to do the aversion therapy it doesn't work (laughs) and so then she's like hey Phoebe's you remember where all the duck food is, right? Cool. I'm going to London. And so I'm she comes out in her tracksuit and is yep. on her way to London. Um, now, before, when we were talking last episode and pre- preparation for, or two episodes ago, sorry, I was like, she makes it such a bigger deal by saying she's not going and then going. Like it puts herself at the center of the attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess. Before it was just like, oh, well, I need to get over this, but I'm not going to watch it because it's too hard. And mm-hmm. now it's, wait, I still love him. And then I think right. the like entitlement, feeling entitled to Ross comes back into play. Right. But yeah, it, it does so... change for her because she just realizes she thought, yeah, like you said, she thought she just didn't want to have to watch it. But yeah. she's like, oh, I hate this because I still re-love him. So I'm going to, I, and like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a, well, if I love somebody, like I have to be true to myself and like fight for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's like, you know, here's Ross slipping away again and I've always made him choose between other people and me in the past and he's chose me. I um, would she, think, oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go. I think it's that. She thinks if she still loves him, he might still Maybe love her. Maybe he still loves her, and he just thought she was over him and had moved yes. on. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I I really do think that's it, because even when she – we're getting a little bit ahead, but like when she's explaining it to strangers, yes, I think that's what she's trying to suss out. Okay. Cause, okay, so um, because she says to Phoebe, you know – I didn't realize I loved him, but if I had mm-hmm. realized that, I would have told him. But like now that I know, yeah. I have to yeah. go tell him so that he has all the facts and can make right. it informed. Because, you know, and her, she's justifying it to herself by being like, totally. I just have to let him know so that if he's like, oh, okay, well, I don't love you. But, you know, of course, what she's actually hoping is what Phoebe says that he's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I love you too. And forget the British chippy. And she's right. like, oh, do you think he'll do that? And she's like, no, he loves Emily. Like, you're he too late. He loves the British chippy. He's, yeah, like, this is, you're about to ruin his wedding day. Yep. So what do you think? Do you think that she should go to London? I, I'm torn because I kind of think that Ross might still love her too, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that... He pretty much was still, I don't think, like he said himself, he wasn't really over her until he met Emily. And I don't really think that somebody else distracting you is actually getting over somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, it can help in I the process, it, but it's It can not, help in the yeah. process, but it's not like no, it's just not. because you have feelings for somebody else doesn't mean you don't love the other person. Yeah, totally. Um, so I'm not completely convinced that he doesn't love her. And that was not that long ago. I mean, that was, what, six weeks ago that Emily came in? Barged into the scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. I think you're I right. I, I don't think, like, I think Ross will always love Rachel. And, like, right. 
I don't think that's the question because like I do think like you know he's loved her since he was in high school like I think that part of him even if he did successfully marry somebody else you know like I think I don't know if she'd always be the one that got away for him or like Mm -hmm. if there's just like some because you know that's different there's like the one that got away versus like yeah you know like look part of me will always like have love for that person or whatever I think he'll always love Rachel um yeah and so I don't I don't think that's a question I I don't doubt that he was over Rachel and moved on um and I think it is because he thought she had moved on. And so mm-hmm. maybe some of that was like, okay, she's over me, so I need to get over her. And right. I think, you know, her whole part is like, oh, wait, but I wasn't actually over you. And now I realize why that was. Um, yeah. I I do think, though, yeah, I think that she's she's not over him. She loves him. I do think he'll always love her. But I just think that their relationship I don't know. I guess maybe she just thinks that if she doesn't say it to him, then he'll always be the one that got away for her. And she'll always be wondering if she'll be the one that got away for him. Well, yeah, because in theory, when Ross and Emily get married, that's it. In theory. Yeah, of course. That's, you know, in her mind. (laughs) Which is hard to imagine because we know how it turns out. But, But, you know. Of course, that's what you would know. Like, okay, somebody's about to get married. They're in love. You know, they've had this, like, I, you're the one for me. Like, that's kind of yeah. how she's been saying, what he's been saying this whole time is, like, I know yeah. it's fast, but, like, you know, it everything makes sense and it's just perfect and da-da-da. And so, yeah, in her mind, like, this is do or die. I kind of think she could have called him, but I guess you wouldn't want to have this conversation over the phone. And yeah. I know that she thinks if she's there, it's a stronger, it's going to make a stronger yeah. argument. Yeah, it's I don't know. I was very ready to say that I think this was selfish and she shouldn't have done it. But I guess like if you're not going to advocate for yourself, yeah, who else? It, like if she really feels like this is her love on the line. Yeah. Because also. Unlike Ross, Rachel believes that Ross is in charge of who he loves and chooses to be with. <laughs> um. So I think. What she says, you know, he can make an informed decision. And I I don't know what would have happened if she would have been like, actually, I still love you when she got there. I really don't know. But I I do kind of think it was a now or never. I'm, I'm, it's terrible timing. But I, I do think that things would have gone differently if Ross didn't think Rachel had moved on. I'm not saying that he wouldn't yeah. have gone for no, Emily. No, I think you're right. But I just don't know if he would have zipped so fast with Emily. No, if I don't Rachel think so. he was like have actually himself. still feelings for you. This is still on the table. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's it. That's still on the table. So, he wouldn't have like let himself like we said be open. last episode, two episodes ago. I don't necessarily think that they should be together. That doesn't mean that they don't want to be. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that she shouldn't like come tell like she shouldn't be true right. to how her what her feelings are. Um, look, I, I agree with you. What I, what I think is like, it would have been an interesting, so I've got two things. One of them is, um, about what I think Rachel's thoughts are right now. And then the other one, I think it would have been an interesting alternative for like, what if Ross and Emily would have postponed the wedding that would have like left Uh a window for Rachel to 
you know, either let things fall apart between them, which she thought it was going to inevitably happen. Like, she know, she had said that before they set the date or to mm-hmm. be like, Ross, I just, you know, good. I'm glad you guys didn't get married because I need to let you know that I'm still in love with you. And I think like I think had she shown up and said, I'm still in love with you, I think he would have not chosen her. Yeah. Because I kind of feel like he would have been like, you did this with Julie. You did this with Bonnie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, too late. it didn't work out. And I actually love, you know, he, I don't think he loved Julie. I don't think he loved Bonnie um, like he loves Emily because it right. is this like, you know, whirlwind fast romance. And he loves himself when he's with Emily. He loves so that th- guy. Yeah. So I think that, I think that he would have been super frustrated and conflict like, like, I think he would have been upset. I don't think he would have been as conflicted because I think he would have been like, here's all the times I've been clobbered. Like, you don't get Mm -hmm. to keep doing this. You know? Even though he still had loving feelings for her. I think he would have chosen... I'm writing my own fan fiction now. But I think he would have chosen (laughs) Emily. And then the minute things got hard in his marriage with Emily, he might have turned back to Rachel. I think you're totally right. Thank Um, you. Episode over. (laughs) <laughs> episode over the luckily end. nobody knows who is saying who is right that's true um, it was renee for the record saying that ashley renee is always right thing. correct no. <laughs> correct renee is always right um okay what was your other thing you were gonna say oh yes thank you because um, then i have a thing i want to say after that okay let's just start putting it on the backlog <laughs> of all the things <laughs> good thing it's our podcast where all we do is just say things that we want to say <laughs> we wait we can say what we think weird <laughs> For everybody out there, highly recommend starting your own podcast because literally you just oh, say whatever geez. you want all, just all day all this long. Drivel. Yeah, thanks for still hanging in there with us. Um, <laughs> so the other thing I was going to say was that I think in Rachel's mind, exactly like you said, the she this is what I think happened. The only reason Ross got over Rachel is because he thought she was over him, and mm. that door was shut and it was off the table, and so. I think in her mind, she's like, well, now that I know that I still love him, I have to go let... I, I think in her mind, she knows that she is always first place in Ross's mind. She mm-hmm. is always the preferred option. And I think she thinks that he's going with option two because he thinks that Rachel is off the table. And so she wants to go let him know, hey, like your option one is actually still available yeah Mm -hmm. that's what I think and I'm not saying that that's I guess when you put it like that like it is bad timing and I kind of feel like it's really mean to Emily and so I think that like in my younger years I would not have gone and spoken my piece because I was not an advocate for myself in that way a right um and b I think I was just too much like well that's too mean that's unfair I missed my chance whatever instead of being like well, yeah, the timing sucks, but like the timing also is what it is. I can't help who I love and when I love them. That's a little selfish, yeah. though, to like say it like that. I well, guess they weren't, they weren't married yet, and that's her point: is it's not over until yes. it wasn't like she was going to be like, "I don't care if he's a married man; I love him." You know, she was like, uh, "Right, he's like, I have to tell him before he before marries before he's married." Yeah, it and still yeah. feels a bit selfish, but I guess if like when else should you be selfish if not? about for true love. love yeah yeah I think if we're asking the question this is kind of what I was thinking when you were 
when you were talking about the first part. Yeah. If the question is, is this selfish? I can't say that it's completely unselfish because she's advocating for herself. But I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. What would be extremely selfish was if she had realized any sooner that she loved Ross and she waited until now to tell him. Yeah, that like would if she be was like, like, no, I'm not going to say that something. Is, I'm not going to say something. Yes, okay, yes. never mind. I have okay, to. Okay, I can't, I can't go on like this. I have to say something. That would have been the ultimate selfish move. But because she literally figured out that she loves him. Like seconds ago. And was and like, the, I yeah. can't, I can't get past I'm this I'm now feeling. obligated to I have say to this. Him. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, look, um, it is selfish, but I don't think it's necessarily wrong. If that right. makes sense. Right. Be- yeah because she's putting herself first she is um, but it's it's like we've said it's it's her own love life and it's her own you know yeah. she's pretty sure that she's pretty sure that that's what ross wants anyway but he just didn't think it was an option for him and so i kind of get why she's going well i have like a 12-hour window before right. this isn't an option anymore and so damn it i'm gonna take it and like yeah. I kind of, yeah, I kind of get it. Yeah. it It's sucky timing. It's just I have, terrible. I had always thought that this was incredibly selfish of her, and I'd always not been a fan of her doing this. And if I was Emily, I'd be pretty pissed. Um, because, you know, in Emily's mind, even though, like I said before, I do think that in her heart of hearts, like deep down, I think she knows that this is probably not right. I think, like, on her conscious level, you know, I think she probably yeah. thinks the whole reason everything went to crap was because of Rachel. And so I can't say that I wouldn't have yeah. felt differently. But yeah, now that I'm a little bit older and I appreciate like advocating for yourself and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would be mm-hmm. totally different too if this was the moment that Rachel found out that Ross had always loved her. And this was the moment she was going to go like call it off. But they have so much history Um, that's true and she thinks that she's I mean at this point she's like it truly is now or never because he's about to say I do and this is my chance yeah Yeah. Um, so what else do you do right it almost kind of seems like Rachel's going like oh my gosh I do still love him and yeah even though like this cheating and whatever happened I love him enough to like fight through that is kind of the choice she's saying she's making yeah Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so there's one other one other thing I want to say um, before we stop for now and then and pick <laughs> it back up with part two. Did you get to say what you wanted to say? Did we get to your backlog mm-hmm. item? Okay. Yeah, I was just laughing because we were like, okay, well, we're going to split up into two episodes so it's not really long. And it's been really long. <laughs> it's still really long. Well, you guys, we knew. We said it might still be really long. We knew. This is a yep. massive episode. Um. Uh, the last thing I was going to say was, um, so we come back to Joey coming back into the apartment. So we'll end on a light note. Joey coming back into the hotel room where Chandler is kicking his shoes into the trash can. Um, yes. And he goes like, and you know, they're kind of like, oh, no, sorry. They're having argument. And Chandler's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was so rude. Like today sucked. And Joey was like, I had so much fun. And so. Yeah, today was awesome. Sh- he shows his videotape and um, it is him and 
Fergie, mm-hmm. the Duchess of whatever. Yeah, New Glockenshire, I think. New Glockenshire. <laughs> um, apparently formerly married to Prince Andrew, which hasn't really Yes. And um, yeah, and so um, so she's like, oh, what's your friend's name? Oh, hi, Chandler. Joey says you didn't like his hat, but I think it's dashing. And um, they cut this out in the TV version. He goes, so I hear you're single. And she's like, yeah, I don't like the hat that much. <laughs> but super funny. And that is cameo count number two. Number two. Fergie, baby. So Fergie, anyway, baby. Um, I mean... Yeah, so what's going to happen? What I don't next? know. Will they, won't so, they? So so where we've left off, Rachel is Rachel has left the apartment to go fly to London and confess her love. Um Emily has said let's not have the wedding at all. Uh That's about it. Those are the two big cliffhangers for this episode. Mhm. Mhm. Yep, that's it. That's all. <sighs> no nothing no big stressful. deal. I know it's a bit stressful. Um, well, guys, thanks for sticking it out. We have at least an hour and a half more to discuss because, oh my gosh, it's yeah. really, really happening next week. Yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we'll close out this episode for now and we'll see you next week for episode 24, Renee's favorite number, the one with whoop, Ross's whoop. wedding part two. London, part two, baby. baby. London, baby. <laughs> All right. We'll All see right. you guys there. Cheerio. Pip, pip. Bye. Pip, pip. Bye-bye. Bye.